0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Cornishian. I'm joined, as always, by my colleague over at Blue Chip Scouting, Devin Jackson. Devin, how are you today, man?
1: Doing pretty good, man. Um, there's a recording this. So it's kind of weird that there's no all star game practices because what we've been doing pretty much the last two weeks. So it's a little bit weird, but now we're about to be done with football for good for the year. So it's gonna be an interesting time
0: draft season baby i'm so white um anyways today's podcast is gonna be a little bit different than what you've heard from us obviously with senior bowl shrine game dev and i have been focused on that haven't really had a chance to dive back into the film but today um we're gonna just preview Devin. i think there might be something coming up this weekend right i think i checked my calendar I know the trade deadline for the NBA today. Oh, that's right. It's the Super Bowl. Uh, So we're going to talk about that. We're going to kind of preview the game a little bit. We did this last year. It's going to be a little bit more fun this year. Um, Because, I mean, hell. I think just the fact that the Bengals are in the Super Bowl makes it a lot more fun. There's more characters. And there's great narratives. Um, Obviously, two very different paths. We're going to talk about that. And then, Devin, you have an interview after the break that you got a chance to uh, to do this week. So tell the people what they're in for there.
1: Yeah, so uh, Norfolk State uh, defensive end, um, Deshaun Dixon. Um, Going to be sitting down with him, talk about, you know, kind of his career and, and how he, you know, got to where he was and, uh, you know, talk, talk about his time with the team and then down at the Shrine Bowl because uh, he, he definitely had a really good Shrine Bowl week. A um, little surprised he didn't get the combine invite when those came out yesterday. Um, so that that was a little surprising to me. But uh, for Dixon, uh, he is he's a really really talented player for uh, Norfolk State, uh, and and has done done some great things, you know, uh, with the team as well. So looking forward to to speaking with him uh, and and talk about how we. You know, kind of rose on the scene and, and down his time at the Shrine Bowl, how it affected him, uh, and, and you know, how things have been going for him and training wise. But he finished 2021 with 54 tackles, 12 and a half tackles for loss, and nine sacks. So a talented player, uh, got some speed around the edge. So excited to talk about him and his journey.
0: Absolutely. But first, I guess we should probably talk about the Super Bowl. Now, if you've been living under a rock for the last week and a half, it will be the Cincinnati Bengals at and the uh, LA Rams. I don't know why I said at. Actually, technically, it is at the LA Rams. It's in LA. Although um, the Rams
1: are the road team for whatever reason.
0: Cause that makes sense. Don't don't the Rams even have the better record? Like what what are we doing with this? That they did that last year with the with the. Chiefs and Bucks. Why does the NFL do that? It's so dumb. Anyways, we, we could have an entire podcast about the NFL is dumb. But these two teams Devin, took vastly different approaches to getting here. Cincinnati, uh, first of all, they won their first playoff game in 30 years uh, in this run. Actually, almost 32 years. Um, which is fucking insane when you think about it. The last time that uh, they won a playoff game, no one at Blue Chip Scouting ha- was alive yet, including Tyler Fornis. That's
1: how long it's been.
0: Yeah, January of nineteen
1: eighty nine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, when that's you insane. yeah, when you think about all the teams they've had, I mean, they've had talented teams. We know the the Andy Dalton years, obviously. Aj yeah, Carson Palmas were with Chad Johnson. And, I mean, they, they've they had some really, really good teams. They just haven't been able to, you know, knock off the, the playoff curse. But they did that this year. And you're thinking, okay, cool, they got that done. So, after that, you, you know you probably bow out in the divisional round or, or championship round. They said, no, we're just going gonna to take this all the way to the Super Bowl. So, it's been an incredible run. And, you know, I saw this ESPN stat, you know, Teams that have won every playoff game by a single, like you know, like single score, and, and like all of them have won the Super Bowl, like in the last thirty years. So this might be might be a team of destiny. I mean, because like last year around this time, we were talking about, well, they need to beef up the offensive line. They don't need to take Jamar Chase. They did the opposite, and somehow they're still in the Super Bowl a year later.
0: That's the thing. I was going to say that next is that they're, they're a very differently constructed team. Obviously, you know, Joe Burrow, number one overall pick, hometown kid, great story uh, that UCF hit back when he was at LSU, changed his entire career. He just decided that defense has affronted him, so they must all be punished with death. Um, but, you know, got to the NFL and it was – It was a bit of a struggle for him last year, mostly because the offensive line was five sieves uh, and he ended up getting hurt. And again, like you said, we all wanted them to get Panay Sewell. And I'm not going to lie. If I remember correctly, when we were doing live draft coverage, I was laughing at that pick because it should have been Panay Sewell. I'm pretty sure Jamar Chase, uh, that that Jamar Chase pick worked out well. He, He only rewrote the rookie record book this year. So I would say that that paid off. Listen, they managed to do it despite not even starting their offensive line draft pick from this year in Jackson Carmen. Imagine if they actually drafted a good offensive lineman with that pick.
1: Well, that's the thing about really great quarterbacks. They make your deficiencies go away. You know? And then
0: on defense, that defense is largely guys that they drafted. You know, they they were the ones that drafted guys like Marcus Bailey, Jesse Bates. The secondary is actually one of the few areas that's, entirely other than bates made up of new guys bates was drafted but like Chinobi wuzier needed a fresh start away from uh, from dallas goes to cincinnati he's played well um eli apple is something other than a pumpkin i didn't know that that was possible Devin. i've seen this man in the league now for like six years and he's been bad for six years but he has like one good play a game, and it just happens to come at the right time. Von Bell playing well. I kind of forgot Von Bell. By the way, one rhyming accidentally shout out to Chris Smoove, and two, I forgot Von Bell was a member of of the Bengals, and from like week eight on, because uh, I kind of just always assumed he was still in New Orleans.
1: Yeah, we. But, we they sadly did not resign him, and
0: uh, you know what. Made a solid business move. Made a solid business move. Trey Hendrickson.
1: Former Saint as well.
0: Former Saint as well. Again, everyone was like, well, why would you pay the same amount of money for Trey Hendrickson that Carl Lawson left for? Well, obviously hindsight's 2020, Carl Lawson got hurt, but Trey Hendrickson's played fine. Sam Hubbard, great dude that, they, that they've been able to develop in that system. Marcus Bailey. Um, uh, Jermaine Pratt. Logan Wilson, this is basically a home-built defense, with the exception of Hendrickson in the secondary. Everybody else was basically been there from the start. And then on offense, I mean, Joe Mixon got him in round two. Don't need to, to draft a running back day one. Uh Tyler Boyd, day two pick. T Higgins, day two pick. CJ Uzoma, day three pick.
1: Pretty sure. Uh,
0: you know, it. They showed what happens when you move on from Bobby Hart. If Bobby Hart is starting at right tackle for you, you're not going to have a good time. Replace him instead with Riley Reeve.
1: Yeah, they spent a, a, good, a good amount of money in not only just getting guys in, but getting quality starters and role players. I think that's, and this that's is something notoriously that's
0: been a cheap franchise, too. They spent wisely, they spent where they needed to, they spent efficiently. And then they just supplemented everything else with good drafting. Compare that to um, L.A. Devin, the last time that L.A. had a first round pick was 2016, when they selected Jared Goff, number one overall. The next time they will have a first round pick is 2025.
1: Yeah, they they might not have that first-round pick by the time we get there.
0: Oh, no, probably not. And then also, um, if it weren't for the fact that they're going to get two um, comp picks for Brad Holmes leaving to go to be uh, general manager of the Detroit Lions, their first pick would be in round five. (laughs) Because Jalen Ramsey obviously uh, cost picks. Uh, Matthew Stafford cost picks. Um, Von Miller cost two or three picks this year. Uh, by the way, this is what happens if it, this would be what the Lakers would be if they got players in their prime uh, for for draft picks instead of spending it on guys that are you know born the same year Woodstock took place. Like this is what the Lakers should have done if we're talking basketball. Uh, the the Rams showed them how to do it. We won't pick anyone for like four straight years, but we'll have all of these guys in their prime.
1: Yes, that's what the definition of all in is. If you're going to go all in, you need to, to put all the, the cards on the deck or uh, put the Devin, deck on the table. So,
0: which, which, which L.A. franchise went all in better? Trade six picks for Russell Westbrook? Trade three picks for Von Miller?
1: Three picks, and it's not even close
0: oh sorry it was it was uh three picks for Russell Westbrook and everyone that was born after the year nineteen ninety one for Pretty much oh yeah uh the Lakers are a shit show. The Rams are a side show um I went back and forth when I was writing my Super Bowl preview article on blue chip scouting. obviously, I've made no bones about it in on my Twitter account and in my weekly article that I am not the biggest proponent of Rams fans as a whole. Okay. Uh, The world would be a better place without 80% of LA Rams fans. Take that. However you clip that I don't care. I genuinely don't care. Rams fans can be all mad. And then they can remember that they were Patriots fans three years ago. That being said, Devin, this team is really fucking good. They are. Like, really good. They destroyed Arizona. They honestly toyed Mm. with their food with Tampa. They they mostly destroyed Tampa. They mostly destroyed Tampa. They let them back in just out of... uh, They were very Canadian in the way they handled that. They let them back in just to be good sports, eh? And then...
1: Gripped their heart out.
0: Yeah, and then with 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 San Francisco, they just exposed that Jimmy Gar- Garoppolo can't take a team to the Super Bowl again in in the modern era. Do I still think that the Messiah talk around um, Cooper Cup and, and Matthew Stafford is overblown and needs to stop immediately? Yes. Do I genuinely think that that there's a good chance they win the Super Bowl? Yes. Am I going to pick them? Absolutely not. I'm going Bengals, baby.
1: Saw that one coming a mile away. You it, knew it's, it. it's, it's It's classic, Mike. You know, you, you got to build up the team that you despise, especially their fan base. That would be like you picking Mississippi State to win the SEC Championship game. Well, Even that's
0: th- never going to happen. So I, I, I mean,
1: in the th- theoretical world, if they were ever to go 12-0 in the regular season, you still wouldn't pick them to win, even if they were playing Vanderbilt in the SEC championship.
0: I would pick Vanderbilt by four touchdowns.
1: Exactly. Anyway, um, when I look at this game...
0: Get at me, Mississippi State fans. Have fun with your fake pirate coach.
1: Anyway, back to the NFL. <laughs> but uh, when I look at this game, I think its it's kind of difficult to... Pick this one because the Rams are clearly the better team. They're more, the more talented team, the more well built team, in my opinion. I think since he has done a really good job in terms of getting maximizing who they have, I just worry about coaching for Cincinnati. How is Zach Taylor going to handle the moment?
0: Probably the... not very well, but at the same time, I mean, there are a lot of guys on LA that have not been there before. A lot of them. That's true. Including but, a quarterback who is notorious for shriveling in big moments.
1: But McVay's been there. A lot of their coaching staff has been in the Super Bowl before. That I don't worry but, about but that necessarily. Zach
0: Taylor was there.
1: True. That's true. I yeah. I just I just worry a little bit about some of Zach Taylor's decision making because Joe Burrow has saved a lot of his.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Joe Burrow is the one reason why Zach Taylor's not fired. Um, yeah.
1: So I, I worry about that. I obviously worry about Cincinnati's offensive line. Um, I'm gonna pick the Rams because I just think you're dead to me. <laughs> it is what it is. I, I just I, I speak in I speak in facts. I, I take the I take the feelings out of it. But listen, I, I would love for Cincinnati to win. I would love for Joe Burrow to be Super Bowl MVP. Right off into the sunset. He's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL coming back next year, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I just don't get the feeling that they're going to have a ton of success. I, I just really worry about how much Joe Burrow's going to have to do
0: off script. Cat, and off schedule. Point. I raised this in my article. Joe Burrow is capable of dinking dunking that defense to death. He really can. Like, there's no debating that. And then they're going to lull on him, and Jamar Chase is going to go down the sideline for a touchdown. I just sense it. And then Matt Stafford, who before this year had never done a damn thing in 13 years, is going to have a chance with the game on the line, either a tie game or they're down by a single score, and he's going to forget that he's wearing a a Rams jersey. He's going to think he's back in Detroit throwing a Megatron only Megatron's not there anymore. He's trying to force it to Van Jefferson, and it's going to be in the Why would he season.
1: be throwing to Van Jefferson with the? I game don't along? know
0: because there, there's a lot of
1: there's a lot of flaws to your story right now okay
0: fine then he throws it to the guy that looks like he should be leading me to the damn checkout counter at that best buy to pay for my ipad yes cooper cup that one he's going to force a throw into double coverage against cooper cup and either jesse bates or Chadobia Wouzier is going to intercept him they're going to take him back for a touchdown
1: I, I I respectfully disagree. I, I also think you can go you... right
0: ahead, Devin. We had the but here's the thing: we were so confident about last year's Super Bowl. We saw last year's Super Bowl matchup, and we were like, "Yo, this Bucks team stands not a snowball's chance in hell against Kansas City." And what did they do? They stopped the high-powered offense.
1: That's fine. Uh, we talked about we talk the about the Rams have this like but... elite
0: offense, and you know, Cooper Cup is better than Jerry Rice because the national media has the attention span of the dog from up. But all it takes is one mistake. All it takes is one mistake. And this Bengals defense has shown they can force mistakes.
1: So can the Rams defense.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but the Rams defense is very different, Devin. It's not a collective group. It's two guys than a, that a pile of meth. It's like Vaughn Miller, who, I'm sorry, Vaughn's been great since he, since he went to L.A., but, like, the year and a half prior to that, he was kind of average in Denver. Jordan Fuller was undrafted for a reason. Darius Williams is, was a no-name. Jordan before Fuller was
1: drafted, player. but go ahead.
0: Was he a seventh rounder?
1: Six, but go ahead.
0: Might as well have been a UDFA, all right? He was like the worst defensive player on that, on that, on that uh, Buckeyes defense. There's a reason no one cared when he was drafted. Guys like Darius Williams, like these guys slide under the radar for a reason. Also, again, we cannot get past the fact that Matt Stafford sucks in big games. He almost cost them a couple of times this year in the playoffs. He cost them in the regular season. Matt Stafford's only beaten eleven teams with a winning record. It's been in the league since two thousand and
1: going to add context to that.
0: No, we're not. <laughs> yes, Detroit was 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 a, was a shit show. But he also showed it in, in L.A. at times. Moment gets big, he gets flustered. Is there any game bigger than the Super Bowl, Devin? No. No. Joe Burrow was made for this game. Heisman Trophy winner, national champion, turned Cincinnati from a joke into a Super Bowl team. Jesus Christ himself couldn't do that.
1: Anyway, it's my turn. We're going to take um, a break. And
0: when we come whoa, back, whoa, whoa, no, whoa, just... <laughs> we're not, we're not going to finish on that. Listen,
1: I, I hear everything you're saying. But I, I do want to point out a few things here. You can talk about Matthew Stafford's record against winning teams, et cetera, et cetera. But when he's needed to win games this year, he's won them. It, it may not have been all on his shoulders, but he he's led them. He made that throw against Tampa. You know, he he made the throws against San Fran. He, he, may, have, he may have, you know, thrown interceptable passes, but... He made the throws when they needed to be made. You know, I I think the, the talk around Stafford is always going to be overblown both sides of the oh, yeah. opinion. No, no, no. Because... that's the
0: thing. I am overblowing it. I know <laughs> damn well I'm doing it, and you know damn well I'm yeah. doing this too.
1: But you know, when you when you when it boils down to it, I think as a quarterback for him, he doesn't need to be Superman. He doesn't need to be. He doesn't even have to be Joe Burrow. Like he, I think there's a good chance Matthew Stafford doesn't win Super Bowl MVP. And if they win, uh, he's I think a quarterback.
0: He, they always win.
1: I think there's a there's a small chance he might not win because if and, he if has they, a couple if turnovers, they win, it's either him or Cooper Cup. If he has a couple of turnovers, he's probably not going to win. But when you think about what he's done this year, I think this is been kind of i think he's overcome some of the hurdles that he's he's dealt with this year and i think he's gonna finally put some of that to rest and win the super bowl and, and people can stop talking about him like he's not a good quarterback i'm not gonna pretend he's not the best quarterback at nfl i don't think he's top oh five my god either. yeah but, no, me
0: neither i think he's, 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 he's always he's, he's been comfortably top 16 top 10, top 10. he's, he's always been in that yeah he but, he's always been in that discussion my issue has just been the the fact that he's out of Detroit. Everyone kind of forgot that, like, you know, there's still 12 years of other <laughs> other film. It's yeah. not like we didn't know who he was, and now all of a sudden he's just, like, we, we kind of know who Matt Stafford is. Is he throwing with more confidence? Yeah. Has he also had a propensity to, to shrink in big games? Yes, he has. So, Devin, before we actually do go to that ad break, give me a final score prediction and your Super Bowl MVP. <laughs>
1: I'm going 24-20 Rams, um, and my Super Bowl MVP is Aaron Donald.
0: I am going to say final score, Cincinnati 26, L.A. Rams 21, Super Bowl MVP. I refuse to call him by that really stupid nickname that's going around. It's Joe Burrow. Yeah. We'll be right back after this. Devin's interview with Deshaun Dixon. I want to thank our friends over at Jersey House for sponsoring today's show. No one likes paying full price for jerseys, and thanks to Jersey House, you don't have to anymore. Jersey House has all your needs covered, whether you want an NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, or college jersey, or if you want a jersey for the European football, they've got it all. They also do custom jerseys and are always looking to add more players to their vast catalog. Head on over to JerseyHouse.ca and use the code BIGSHOTS to save 15% off your next order and help give back to the podcast. They ship anywhere in the world, and Devin and myself swear by their products. That's JerseyHouse.ca and the promo code BIGSHOTS for 15%.
1: What's up, guys? My name is Devin Jackson with Blue Chip Scouting and the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I am joined today by Deshaun Dixon from Norfolk State, uh, defensive end that got to spend some time down at the Shrine Bowl and had a really good week there and, uh, you know, competed really well in the game as well. So first, before we uh, get into kind of your background, your career, how you doing today, man? Doing good. Doing good. Glad that you can join me and talk a little bit about your career. So uh, first things first, you just finished up, uh, you know, a week down at the Shrine Bowl. How was that experience like? And, and you know, what do you kind of learn from, from that experience and getting to compete against some of the uh, best seniors?
2: I had a I had a great experience. Um, it was, it was definitely one of those opportunities. I was very grateful for, I uh, met a lot of, met a lot of great players, a lot of great coaches. Um, and, you know, I learned from just about everybody that was there. Um, let's see. Uh, definitely, definitely a new experience for me. I, um, I've never been on that side of the country before, but, you know, I, that, that was, that was new to being in a different environment and, Playing with a whole bunch of great talent and stuff. Like it was definitely, definitely, uh, definitely a great experience.
1: Uh, and looking back over that week, how, how did you feel about your performance down there? And, and uh, you know, were you able to, uh, you know, obviously turn some heads, some NFL scouts, NFL personnel as well?
2: Uh, I, I believe so. I, um, you know, throughout the week, it, it gradually got better. Um, you know, I, I felt, when I first got there, then you know I was a little nervous. You know, I <laughs> I didn't expect to get that far, but um, but you know, being out there, it was just like you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of great talent here. Like, like, like I was always like, constantly telling myself, you know, how do I, how will I stand up? You know, um, being from a small school, you know, you know like how was I, how will I stand out and not just be another guy from a
1: small school? Yeah, for sure. I uh, definitely understand that. Um, and and you know. Like you said, being that guy from the small school, uh, you know, how did that feel to, to be able to represent your school and, and represent, uh, you know, HBCUs and in general, being able to to be down there and, and getting to compete and, and play at a high level uh, while you're down there as well?
2: Uh, it was definitely an honor. You know, um, Nova State, Nova State uh, treated me well and it gave me the opportunity to play in the East West Rumble. So it was it was good to not only represent for NSU, but just uh, for HBCUs in general. Um, it was just, I believe it was just three of us down there, uh, representing for HBCUs. And I think we all, we all, we all represented it well. And it shows that, you know, no matter where you come from, you know, you can play at, you can play at a high level, you know, no matter if it's HBCU, uh, D2, D3, it doesn't matter. Like you can, you can play it. You can play. There's players that can play at that high level
1: from anywhere. Awesome. So, uh, now that we kind of talked a little bit about the Shrine Bowl, I uh, wanted to, Kind of take it back in time now and talk about your, uh, you know, how did you discover the game of football? So so first question from me uh, on that front is, uh, when do you remember first picking up a football and, and being able to play, you know, whether it was like recreationally organized, when was that uh, that first time like for you?
2: Uh, I think I want to say it was, I was around like seven, eight years old. Um, I was uh, my mom had signed me up for a flag football league and, and there, you know, I was just playing, I was wide receiver running back. I was like, I, I was, I was the offensive guy at first. And then i you know, I, I really enjoyed playing that. And then like throughout the years, um, you know, I played, I played a little bit in middle school, high school, got to it. And then, um, I mean, I, I was a two sport athlete at the time. Well, I, I mean, I played multiple sports, but you know, mainly, mainly basketball and but football was just like, you know, like I, I really enjoy playing football, like I really love the game of football and and it's taking me places. And like, I, you know, telling myself, like, like, you know, football is going to be my, you know,
1: be, be my passion. You talk about it, it being your passion. Um, when, when did you really discover the, the love for the game and being, you know, you know, knowing that this is something you want to do long term and, and not just, uh, you know, just playing for fun?
2: i uh, probably i probably would say junior of high school i that's when i really started like playing like really organized football like i played jv then it was you know it was fun and all it was just like you know i got, like i said it was, it was fun but like when it got to junior and senior i seen like you know i was getting noticed people you know people were talking about me like okay he's gonna be good like, he's a great player um and then i started you know i got the offers late but like when I got the offers and seeing here, like, I was like, okay, this is, this is something I want to do. Like, this is something that's going to
1: help me be successful in life. And you talked about uh, being a, a two sport athlete and, and playing both basketball, basketball and football. Uh, how long did you play basketball? Was he, did you play like your entire time in high school or, or was there a point where you just focus on football and, and just played football? I, I
2: played basketball the whole time i didn't make it i didn't make the team freshman year uh but i played but i played sophomore to senior, uh, through senior year and that was like it was It was like f- basketball was fun but i seen football was taking me places and basketball was more of a like, of course i'm gonna help the team win you know we get the states you know come up short but like but like football was was like my thing like that's what i was best in
1: and playing football, or oh, playing basketball uh, what position did you play bat- in basketball um and then uh to build off of that question once you answer that uh how do you think that playing basketball helped you uh, ultimately in football or were there anything uh that you could use to kind of translate to to the football game
2: uh i played the 4 and a 5 in high school um i was the i was the biggest guy on the court um i mean even i mean i was only like 63 and and 200 pounds not even that but um you know what, what basketball helped me out it, it it helped me translate it to football like with the footwork you know the athleticism um and, you know it all it all came it all came together all translated somehow on the field um like i said having good footwork being being disciplined um just having that just having that grit you know playing at this size um you know you can play you can play like at this size you can play just about any position, honestly, um, but you know, I, I mean, playing center, playing center in basketball uh, in high school, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't your 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 over your your six seven guy in high school. I I, I was the, I was the short, but I I, I had some I had some grit to me though. But yeah, it, it all it all translated to
1: the football field. Uh, you, you talk about that grit uh, that you play with in basketball. Do you feel like that kind of is translated to you know kind of the way that you play uh, in general in football? Just just knowing that you know the the constant effort that you play with and uh, you know fighting through uh, double teams at times. It, do you think kind of take that mindset with you uh, on, on the football field as well?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. It's. Uh... It's um one of those, you know, you're not gonna beat me, you know, no, no, no matter how big I, no, no matter how small or big I am, um, I like, I just got that, 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 w- that sheer will, of just like you're not gonna be- beat me, like I'm, a, I'm gonna do what I can to beat you
1: for sure uh definitely makes sense now uh switching back to the, the football game now full time high school uh, you talk about getting some offers late in your senior year uh what was kind of your rise in in high school kind of like was you talked about uh, you know finally getting on varsity juniors your junior, junior season was that the year that you kind of broke out and, and started to show like you know i could really take this to the next level and uh you know play and and, and were you playing at defensive end at that time as well?
2: Yeah, I was playing. I was playing defensive end. Um, the those those last three years of high school, um, but it was like a. It was like a. Let me, let me see the best way to put it. Probably. Probably mm-hmm. like, like I would I, I wouldn't stand up. I had to. I had, I had. I was in a four point stance. Um, it was kind of like an awkward. Like if you pull up a Julian film, like you'll see how awkward that stance was. <laughs> but it, it it got better, and um second part of the question oh uh the the late offers yeah they they came they came late because like I said I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't the your typical defensive end um you know I was I was 195 200 in uh, senior high school um but like I finally got those offers um like that early January and you know it showed like okay like this like this is this is what I want to do. Like even though it was just a few offers, like this, like this is what, like all I needed was one, all I needed was one school, and and you know Norfolk State was that one I picked.
1: Yeah, yeah you, you talk about picking Norfolk State. Uh, you know, what was that recruiting process like for you? Uh, it, you know, uh, going through that, uh, you say you got late offers. Uh, was it always going to be Norfolk State for you, or were there some other schools that you were considering before you decide to go ahead and uh, commit there? I, out of the few offers I had, Nova State was
2: one of two only D1 offers. Um, and I had, I had other small schools like Johnson C. Smith, Shaw, Virginia State, you know, I had other schools like that. And, you know, one of the, one of the Nova State coaches, he, uh, he kind of gave me a speech and like, you know, like basically was just like, you want to be a good player? You want to be a great player. And, you know, me, I, you know, I want to be a great player. You know, I just want to play football, <laughs> you know, just, Play football at the next level, and you know I, I, I you know I took the visit to Nova State, and I really enjoyed the time. Um, I really, I really loved the culture that was there, what they was building there, and um, I decided to go there. You know, it wasn't too far from home, but it wasn't, it wasn't too close from home either. So, um, so yeah, I chose Nova State, and it, it was the best decision I ever made.
1: You, you talk about being able to stay home. Obviously, you, you grew up in, in Virginia and ended up playing college in Virginia. Uh, what what was, uh, did that kind of factor in the decision wanting to still play like, you know, kind of close to home? You you talked about kind of having that distance but still not being too far from home. Did that kind of factor in the decision as well, wanting to uh, play in your home state or, or was it just the, the right fit for you?
2: I, I think it was just the right fit for me. Um, the... When I took my visit, you know, I was talking to one of the my my, my big brother, uh, Chris Lee. Um, I was talking to him. He kind of he kind of he kind of brought me through the ropes, and I was like, okay, like this this would be a good fit for me. Now, as far as like playing in state or out of state, like that, not really matter. I, like I said, I just wanted to play football, and, and I know my mom, my mom would have went wherever I was going anyway. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like that, it was that Norfolk State was a good fit for me, and it definitely helped it helped me. It helped me grow into what I am today. And like I said, it was the best decision I ever made.
1: I've heard you mention, uh, you know, talking about your your mother, uh, kind of your relationship with her. Uh, you know, how important is that to you to, to be able to have that strong relationship with her? And, uh, you know, has she, you know, kind of been there for you every step of the way, you know, through the college process, games, etc.
2: Absolutely. She's been there since day one. Uh, she's been through it all. She's made a lot of sacrifices for me to get to this point um so you know i i like this this is that's part of my reason why you know make sure the family is good um like i said they made sacrifices so i can get to where i'm at today and you know i'm very grateful for that and i'm gonna keep and i'm gonna keep grinding and 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 making her proud just to um you know to to get everybody 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 good
1: sure uh now uh you know you get you get to the college level get to norfolk state um you know first couple of years uh you know you you believe you registered your freshman year and then uh you know your your second year uh you play in four game or play in 11 games start in four uh what was that jump for you starting from your first year you know didn't really get a, a whole bunch of playing time but the next season you start to become a contributor what was that process like for you uh Trent you know not only uh, you know, you, you talked about not being as big, you know, in high school. What, what was that kind of process like to, to get bigger and, and uh, you know, get to the playing size that, that you ac- eventually ended up uh, playing at, uh, you know, as recent as a Shrine Bowl? Uh,
2: freshman year, uh, I did I did wrestle the first the first three games. And the rule back then was uh, one play and and your wrestler your is gone. So the first three games I was rester. I didn't play the first three games, but then at fourth grade I got moved up to special teams. Special teams, uh, like backup, backup DN, coming in for pass rush stuff. Um, you know, it was it was good. Like I understand, I understand why I was in that in that situation. You know, I was I was undersized. I came in, uh, I came in at two two fifteen, two twenty, um, but uh, that was like. Like I know what I need. Like I know what I need to do. I know I need to gain weight, especially in the playing this game we was playing. And you know, through the years, it like you know, I naturally started getting bigger. You know, just eating at the calf every day, getting good rest, working out well. And um, you know, junior, I mean not junior, sophomore year, uh, played a little bit more than than I did freshman year, and it was good. But I didn't play as much. You know, I was still a, still a backup a little bit. Um, coming in for a third downs third and fourth down. And then um junior year is where I finally got to finally got to start. That was my first year starting. And um that was that was a good year. That was kind of my that was kind of my breakout year. Not breakout year. That was like that was my like like this is who I am. This is what I'm this is what I'm about. And you know that whole junior year, um like towards the end of the season, I had a had a really good game against South Carolina State and I kind of put my name out there. Like that was kind of what started it off and then from there it's just i took off senior year just had a just had a phenomenal year throughout being consistent um keeping up with the same you know productivity and and doubling my numbers so that that was the most that was the most important thing and you know with with senior me playing like that you know get the invite to the shrine bowl in the middle of the season and it was a great opportunity and like i said i I was really really grateful for that and you know, now I'm here. Now I'm in the now I'm in the whole NFL draft process. So it's it's definitely uh definitely been a good past couple of years.
1: Yeah, I want to want to kind of go back to your uh, your junior year and, and uh, you know even even kind of big picture thinking here. Uh, you talk about kind of building off that momentum in a game against South Carolina State, kind of uh, you know kind of kind of catapulting you. I kind of want to learn more about uh, you know your your def- defensive scheme because because I saw you know you you played uh, you know in the interior you played on, on the edge, uh, is there a position uh, in particular that you feel most comfortable playing or, or is there just, you know, just throw you anywhere on the field and you, you try to produce from, from pretty much any position. Cause so they moved you around quite a bit, uh, you know, especially this season as well.
2: Um. Yeah. You, you just throw me anywhere on the field. So I could play, I'll play DB if I got to, but uh, nah, I, I was, I was, I was comfortable anywhere. They kind of put me at uh, senior. I kind of, I had a little more freedom, um, so you know, I you know I could rush from the inside, rush from the outside. Um, I would stand up most of the time senior, so you know I was pretty versatile. Um, the the defensive scheme was, was, was a four two five senior, and um, we were just going off of that. Like I was like I like they kind of knew where where I was when I was supposed to do. You know, being one of the leaders of the team and kind of lead kind of lead the defense. Then um, yeah, it was like i said i was pretty versatile in that defense
1: for sure uh, and and when you think about uh you know kind of the, the production that you had this year and you, you mentioned it uh you know uh, you know talk, talking about your kind of breakout season which was this year uh you know finished with 12 and a half tackles for loss 9 9 plus sacks um what 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 kind of went into your development because you, you talked about you you were used a lot on on pass rushing downs was that to kind of take advantage of your speed around the edge to 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 you know beat tackles and uh, use that speed and and then you know kind of build off of that? What, what do you think you know uh, you know as a pass rusher you you've really uh, kind of unlocked in yourself in, in terms of being able to uh, throw multiple moves uh, outside of the, the speed rush and uh, speed to power as well?
2: I believe it. Was, I believe it was confidence and energy um, that I know junior. Year, one of my defensive line coaches, Just Williamson, he really he really preached energy, and that it kind of like that's that's what brought my game to the next level. Uh, I I wasn't always confident in my abilities. Like I I relied on athleticism most of the time, and you know I didn't really I didn't really use moves that you know back then. But uh now now you know I've, I've I've got I've got great work. I've learned from a lot of people. Um, kind of add to adds to my bag a little bit and. You know, with that, with that confidence coming in from junior year, bringing over the senior year, and then the energy I had towards the end of the season and brought it to, to the next year, it, it all translated on the field. You know, it, it all it all paid off. And, you know, with the hard work I put in and, you know, all, all that grinding for for four or five years, and it, like I said, it all paid off the senior year. And, um, yeah, it, it just all translated, and the senior year was produced.
1: You know, talk about between your junior and senior year, obviously uh, dealt with the pandemic, didn't have a, a season in the fall um, and, and you, you didn't get really a chance to play in the 2020 season. Uh, thinking about, you know, kind of what what happened from from junior to, to senior year and, uh, you know, getting big back on the field and, and back in the groove. What, what was that time like for you to, uh, you know, kind of go through that and deal with kind of the, the ramifications of the pandemic and, and not having a season in 2020. Um,
2: it was very it was very uh, disheartening um, stressful at times um, because but it also made me like you know kind of open my eyes up like like there's life outside of football and you know and you know education' the most important thing. so like after that junior year season, um, we had the we was going through spring. And then that's when that's when uh, COVID first hit. And so, you know, I, you know, I was working at, I was already working at the YMCA and you know, I've been working there for three years. I'm doing summer camps and, and different programs at the YMCA. Like I was just doing that. Like that's that's what I wanted to do outside of football. Like that, that I, I've, I've been doing that for years. That was that was really my dream since like sixth grade, you know, working with kids and stuff, like working with the community. And, you know, doing that, doing that. And uh, also, you know, I had my daughter, in 2020. And, you know, it was, uh, it would, it was, uh, it was a lot, it was a lot, a lot of, happen, a lot of stuff happening. And during that whole pandemic. And like I said, you know, it, it really opened my eyes to life You know, that there's life outside of football and, you know, still continuing my education and not giving up the dreams that you still playing football. Cause who knows what will happen during the pandemic. So, you know, keep it, keeping all that stuff up and, and you know, keeping it all together, and, and still continuing what I wanted to do, it it all it all it all helped you know coming in when when stuff does go back to, back to normal uh, to a sense. Um, so, um, yeah, I, it, it was a lot. It was a
1: lot during the pandemic. Sure, I and I kind of kind of a couple of things I want to touch on that that you talked about there. One one being the YMCA, and uh, you know, wanting to to pursue that career. Uh, when when did you and, and and I think you touched on a little bit, but when did you start uh you know working at the YMCA and uh, what was your kind of role there and, and and how do you see it kind of, you know, being formulated, you know, life outside of football, obviously you're still chasing an NFL career, but how do you see that kind of formulating uh as you as you continue to move through uh your life?
2: Um, yeah, like I said, it, it started since grade. Yeah, I did a project. Yeah, I did a project. She was basically like make a make the school and like put it in the area and kind of do all the, the little details with it. And like, I really, I really enjoyed that project. And from there, I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to be in that, that recent that, that parks and rec, uh, career field. Um, and you know, work, just work with the community, work with the people around the community to make it better. And, you know, it, it, if doing that, it would be like urban, it'd be like urban planning, urban affairs. And, you know, you know, using that, using that, you know, as I'm, as I'm in this process, you know, I can use my platform to, you know, actually, you know, make some stuff happen. And um, I mean, that's what, you know, I graduated in sociology and I graduated with a, with a degree in sociology and I was going to, like I said, like, that's, that's going to be my plan when, when I'm done with football, you know, continue with, continue with the, the parks and rec stuff, work with the community and just make it better.
1: Yeah, man, that's that's really awesome. Uh, and and one more thing before we we kind of talk about uh, your final season, uh, you can talk about your daughter. Uh, how old is she now, and, and and what's her name?
2: She's one and a half. Her name is uh, Corey Milan Baker. Uh, she was born on July twenty second, and as as the best thing that's ever happened to me, um, truly a blessing. You know, they came to just about all the games this past season. And, you know, it's it you know it's a great experience for her, and I know she's gonna have. I know she's going to be set up for life as I continue this journey uh, for football and, and, and life outside of football. But um, yeah, that, that's the best thing that's ever
1: happened to me. So man, that's, that's really awesome. Man. And, you know, kind of segue into your senior season, uh, you have a phenomenal season from start to finish. Uh, like, a, like I mentioned earlier, you have 12 and a half tackles for loss, nine sacks, uh, really disruptive in, in all facets of the game. What went into to this this final season, just finally putting it all together for you, and, and having the the type of production and, and impact on the game that, that I'm sure you've wanted over the first couple of years of your career uh, in at Norfolk State.
2: Um, you know, coming into the season, I know one uh, most important thing was you know get your you know if you want to play in the NFL, you know you got to get your production up. If you label yourself as a pass rusher, you got to show you know how you're a pass rusher, and you know, basically doubling my numbers from from junior to senior was 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 the the main goal, and then you know just just keeping up, just just being consistent. That you know, just not just having you know one or two good games. You know, always just stay consistent and show that that you can play at the next level. And like I said, that that was the that was the main thing coming into the season. You know, using using you know my daughter, you know, and family for motivation you know, like, you, like, there's a reason why you're still playing. There's a reason, you know, there's a reason why, you know, certain things happen and, you know, you use that as motivation to continue, you know, your success. And that's what I did.
1: And, uh, you know, kind of diving into your game, you talked about relying on your athleticism early in your career and uh, using your speed around the edge. Uh, you know, why were you able to incorporate, you know, like cross chop moves and, in, in uh, you know, spin, swim moves, how you're able to incorporate those those uh other moves and moves in your toolbox uh to to get home to the quarterback and, and make tackles for loss.
2: You know just just working on all that stuff outside of you know outside of the 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 regular practice you know practice hours, you know, putting putting in an extra time, you know, that nobody else that nobody else sees and you know doing you know doing all that stuff, you know, all that all that is going to translate to the season. And and, and it showed and I, you know, I, you know, it was a lot of it was a lot of tough times, you know, battling battling the few injuries I had, and and uh, just just work, you know, keep still working on my stuff, and you know, having those having those tools in the back, you know, I I really I really say it's all, you know, it's paying off, and I still and I still have to work on, it. I still have to work on my technique, I still got to work on my, you know, on, on every aspect of my game. It's just like, you know, it, it, it's it's getting better every day, every day. You know, now, now, you know, I'm training, I'm training here in Georgia, um, working with Chuck Smith and Chip Smith, you know, still working on my stuff and, you know, for, to, you know, and I'm going to keep working on it, you know, uh, to my last, uh, to my last play on the field is, so. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Uh, and a couple of quick hitting questions here uh, for you. Uh, first one being, uh, is there a particular player, maybe in the NFL or or just in general, that you either try to model your game after or that you you watch consistently uh, to study? Um,
2: from from this generation, I probably say I probably say Shaq Barrett, Nick Bosa, T.J. Watt, Max Crosby. I yeah, I can go off on a whole bunch of lists. Um, those those are the guys. You know, I mean, even growing up, you know, watching Julius Peppers, watching um, Terrell Suggs, watching, watching, uh, Lawrence Taylor, like watching guys like that, you know, I, I mean, even, I mean, even growing up, I didn't know I was going to play defensive end, but like watching those, you know, sort of, those are some of my favorite players, but, uh, you know, watching them, you know, have, uh, you know, I, I mean, the moves is getting better and better as, 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 you know, as the years go. And, you know, you show in these, in these, in the, the current players now, like Shaq Barrett, Matt Crosby, and stuff like that, like they, Hey, all got a bag now and, and that's what you got to use to get to the quarterback now. So, you know, yeah, those, those probably, those probably my most watched players. Um, I wouldn't say I've modeled my game after it because I got my own style, but seeing them use, you know, certain moves that I can, that I can add to mine as well, then, um,
1: then yeah, I'll be a great player. And uh thinking back at your time in Norfolk State, uh, is there a, a particular game that stands out that, that was your favorite that you played in or, or your favorite win in general? Uh i will
2: probably say the Hampton game, um, Battle of the Bay, that's always a that's always a great rivalry. Um, that was probably the most that was probably the best one we had because um, like I said, it's a rivalry and, you know, you always want to beat the guys across the water. And, um, you know, I, I, had a, I had a great game, you know, and, you know, when the overtime and like just overall vibes, of it was just a just overall, probably my best, probably best, best performance, best game
1: in the season. Um, And and when you're uh, not playing football, you know, obviously take care of your daughter in general. Uh, What do you do in your downtime? What's what's a hobby that that you have that people might not know about?
2: Um, I'm a fisher. Um, So I I love to fish. I actually went fishing two days ago. Uh, I didn't catch anything, though. You know, I don't know if there's fish out in this lake or not. I I can tell you. But uh, I mean, I I enjoy fishing. Um, I'm also a bowler. I like I like, you know, going to the bowling alley on my, you know, mental health days. Um, I play the game, I listen to music all the time, I'm cooking, like, it's just a whole bunch of different stuff. Uh,
1: now with fishing, uh, is that something you've, you've done, uh, most of your life or is it something you recently picked up?
2: Uh, I say I picked it up probably about, probably right, mm-hmm. right when the pandemic hit, um, you know, not being, you know, being busy with school and football during the season. And then once the pandemic hit, you know, kind of, you know, what you do outside of work, you know, besides you know, working with you know, being with the kids in the summer camps and stuff like that, um, on my downtime, you know, I I'll probably go to probably me and my boys would go to the fishing. Uh, we'll, we'll go we'll go fishing to the lakes, or we will go to the little waterfall, and um, if we didn't do that, we would probably going bowling or uh, just doing something just doing something extra. You know, just keep myself busy. You know, not being in the house all day.
1: When, uh, you know, thinking back your time at Norfolk State, uh, is there, uh, do you have a teammate that you hang out, hang around with, or is there a group of you that, that you know, have kind of really bonded uh, at your time uh, there?
2: Uh, I was to myself most of the time, but the the two main ones I probably said, well, it was, it was really three. I probably say Matt Hodges, Matt Hodges, Stuart Anderson, uh, Jamani Junkum, those, those are my guys. Those, those who I hung out with most of the time, man. You know, I, I I stayed with Matt like since freshman year. Like we we was in the dorms together, and then we moved all campus together. So, and then Stuart, Stuart was always always there too. And you know, Germany came around my sophomore year, and I just I just we, we all became close. Man, yeah, those 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 are the guys right there. Uh,
1: and thinking about uh, kind of your your. Uh... You know, five years playing at, at Norfolk State. Uh, is, is there one play in particular that, that was your favorite that, you know, you go back to and you look at, like, you know, that that was the best play you made in college? Or uh, is, is there a play that like that for you?
2: Uh, I, I probably would say junior year versus North Carolina Central. Um, it was their homecoming. Um it was, you know, it was already, it was already, it's always a great environment to play in. You know, they always go to for homecoming, but like, it's always a great game, but yeah, it was, it was one play. Third quarter. Um We ran, we did run a blitz that play. Uh I'm pretty sure it was probably just field check and we, you know, it was a pass. I, think, I believe it was second down and, you know, uh, Ricky Thomas. He was uh, he was the end on the other side. You know, he, he pulls a uh, he pulls off a good move. I'm coming off in a good move, and he he ended up getting the sack. It was, it was a strip sack, and then he and a quarterback fumble. I picked it up and scored. And it like from that moment, that was like that was like the moment I was I was cheesing, I was running down the sideline. Um, you know, when, my my coach, he, you know, he he thought he pulled me to the side. I was like. Like this is what you do. Like this is your moment. Like you know, embrace it. And and I I I really did. Like that was that was just a such a, a big moment for me in college. That was probably the biggest moment for me in college.
1: That's awesome. Uh, and you know, uh, getting that. What was that like? Getting that that invite to the Shrine Bowl? Do they give you the call to let you know that you know they're they extending you the offer, or how how did that all uh, come about for you?
2: Uh, yeah, we yeah, had practice that morning. Uh, I believe it was, I believe it was Wednesday, and you know my coach was like, he was like, he said I got a surprise for you, but I'm he said I'm not gonna tell you now. I'm gonna tell you later on that day. So like throughout the whole day, like I don't know what it is. So like I'm like she's like I don't, I don't know what it is. It's probably shoot. I'm probably getting. Uh, I was like I'm probably getting, probably getting played of the week or something. I, I don't know what it. I don't know what it was. And you know coach called me uh, upstairs later on in the day. Um, he handed me this letter and it was the, it was the official Bowl invite. And like, I was speechless because like, we, we was talking about it. We was talking about it, um, early in the season. He was like, you know, you want to go to these all-star games. Um, he was like East West probably one of the biggest ones like that. That's one of the big ones you want to get invited to. So I'm like, okay, like that, that, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like a goal of mine. It was just like, it was like, if I could get that, you know, you know, I can really, you know, I can really. Put my name out there and, and and you know get drafted possibly, and so you know he gave me the paper. I read it, got the invite, and like I said, I, I was speechless. I didn't know what to say. You know, I, I was just like, I was just like ha- very happy inside, and I was I was really excited I got it. And I think I think I called my mom like I think I called my mom as soon as I left the uh, the, the office, and I was like I was like, Mom, I got a surprise to me. you. Know, I was like, I got these West right. like so. Yeah, that was, that was, yeah, like I said, I was, I was just speechless. I was, it was it was a big, it
1: was a good moment for me. That's awesome. Uh, and, and, uh, once again, going back to the Shrine Bowl, what was, uh, your favorite moment, uh, of that week, uh, you know, uh, in, in Vegas, uh, whether it was like, you know, practice or anything happening off the field, what was the best moment for you during that week, uh, down at the Shrine Bowl?
2: Uh, I mean, I guess it was probably, probably just the, just in general, just the sightseeing, seeing all the different stuff, um, going to, you know, the UNLV, uh, on their facility. Like that was that was a nice facility. Um, like I was I was really like embracing these, you know, embracing these moments because, like I said, it, it was truly an honor, truly honored to get that invite. So, like, I wouldn't be here, you know, with, without it. And, you know, going to going to the facility and, and going to an NFL stadium for the first time, you know, I I walked in. You know, just star-studded like like I'm in an NFL stadium. Like I had never been, I had never been to an NFL stadium. And um, yeah, I, like I said, I was just I was just embracing the moments, being being yeah. somewhere new that I, I expect to be. So yeah, those, those are my those those are my you know my best moments.
1: So now a couple more questions before I get you out of here, but, uh, you know, kind of looking back at at your college career and just high school career to now, what's the biggest thing that stands out, uh, you know, just from this journey for you uh, and and being able to, uh, you know, possibly be on the coast of, of being drafted here in a few months.
2: Uh, You said, say it again. What was what was the question?
1: Uh, The question was, uh, you know, how, how does it feel to kind of be on that cusp of, of getting drafted and thinking about your, your journey from, you know, playing, you know, high school ball to, to now possibly being drafted to the NFL? Uh,
2: It's <laughs> looking back at it, you know, just a, just a quiet kid walking around with headphones on and wearing your, wearing your game stuff in the hallways, you know, <laughs> always, always being ready. Um, You know, looking back at it, you know, like I said, I, I didn't expect to get this far. I I came in. I came into I came into high school. You know, I, I, like I said, I was the quiet kid. And I always had the headphones on, and you know, I, I wouldn't say I was going through the motions. It was just like, like I I didn't know what I want what I wanted to do with my life. Uh, I, like I know I wanted to be like I said in the Parks and Rec area, but like it was it was like getting there. Like I I would just I always wonder how I would get there, and you know, going through it. You know just pushing through all the adversity and stuff like that you know i i really say like i really say uh i I did it you know i i really did get through it and and you know i i'm thankful for you know all the people that helped me get to that point Mm -hmm. my coaches my my moms you know my siblings everybody that was involved like i i really appreciate them because you know, I, and I wouldn't change anything. Like everything was like, you know, everything happens for a reason and, you know, good, bad, or ugly, like all that stuff happens for me to get to this point. So, yeah, you know, I like I said, I, I didn't expect to get this far and, um, you know, I just wanted to be, just wanted to be great. You know, that, 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 was, that was the biggest thing. Just wanted to be great, wanted to be somebody and, you know, now, now, now I'm getting an opportunity to get, you know, probably get drafted somewhere and, I can say I really made it from where I was at.
1: So, yeah. Awesome. Final question I, I have for you before I get you out of here. Uh, you know, you, just, just thinking ahead here, but you know, uh, you, you're sitting in front of uh, NFL front office and, and they ask you, uh, why should we uh, draft Deshaun Dixon? Uh, what would be your answer to that question?
2: Cause I'm a, I'm a playmaker. I, I feel I can, be be in the process of helping the team get to a get to a Super Bowl one day you know I want to be I'm gonna be that guy but like I I, like I I can help I I, you can put me anywhere I'll do special teams uh playing defensive end like I said you can put me anywhere on the field like I'm gonna make plays I'm gonna gonna help this team get wins and you know you know if it's if it's somewhere you know you know change change the culture I want to be the start of that you know um so yeah, you uh, know, like pick me because I'm gonna outwork whoever whoever you try to replace you try to replace me, or I'm going to outwork you know the guys that's already there. I'm like I'm 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 here to I'm here to to you know make plays, make my family proud, and you know play football.
1: Awesome man. Well, well thank you so much for taking the time to interview with me today, Deshawn Dixon from Norfolk State. Uh, looking forward to to seeing kind of how your draft process unfolds and and. Uh, best of luck the rest of the way. Uh, definitely looking forward to to seeing uh, how you fare, uh, you know, th- throughout the rest of the way. So, I appreciate you uh, again taking the time and 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 looking forward to to watching your journey, man.
2: And thank yeah, thank you for your time. You know, appreciate the you know the interview. I, I I I really appreciate it. Thank you.
1: I'm Dixon from Norfolk State for doing this interview. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore Jackson. You can follow Mike on Twitter at Mike h underscore traffic and follow the show on twitter at BitshotsPod shots pod and make sure to leave us a review on apple podcasts and spotify but until next time we'll see you guys